morning, good afternoon, and good night. My name is Joel Tilke, and welcome to Sleep Stories and Meditation. I bring you a special holiday edition of Sleep Stories. I wish everybody peace and joy over this holiday season and a very Merry Christmas. We have two stories for you tonight. The first one you may know uh, as Twas the Night Before Christmas. A fun fact that you may not know. The real name of the story is A Visit from St. Nicholas. And that was first published anonymously December 23rd, 1823 in a New York paper called The Sentinel. Now, it wasn't until 1837 that Clement Clark Moore accepted credit for writing A Visit. He reportedly wanted to keep his authorship secret because he's a professor and the piece wasn't considered a scholarly work. I decided I would add a second part. What happens when Santa leaves your house? Follows a household in a wonderful neighborhood. Kind of reminds me of mine growing up. Not really. It's tongue-in-cheek. I hope you enjoy it. Last we have the story of Bella the Bear, the lost toy. We hope you enjoy. Have a wonderful Christmas. Get ready. If you don't have your pajamas on, put them on. Tuck yourself in and enjoy. was the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads, and Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap, when out on the lawn there arose such a clatter. I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below when what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver so lively and quick. I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all, as leaves that before the wild hurricane fly. When they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the courses they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur, from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. 
His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all and to all a good night. As the sleigh vanished, a hush fell over the town. Yet a curious feeling was floating around. For in every home by each fireplace side sat stockings now bulging with gifts far and wide. But in one special house by the corner so snug, a little girl peered by the rug. Eyes wide with wonder, she crept near to see what Santa had left under her glittering tree. Amongst the bright packages, ribbons and bows, she found something odd at her toes. A whoopee cushion, large, round and red, placed carefully down by the side of her bed. With a giggle she pressed it, so soft and so slight, and out came a fart, loud into the night. She clapped her hands over her mouth in surprise, as tears of laughter sprang to her eyes. Meanwhile, in the kitchen where cookies were spread, Mom battled a case of bad breath, filled with dread. Mint leaves she chewed with a frown on her face, hoping to bring her mouth back to grace. In the living room, Dad with a yawn stretched his feet, his big toe throbbing to a steady beat. He'd stubbed it that night on the bedpost, so mean, now it throbbed, swollen, a sight quite unseen. Yet amidst these small woes, the spirit was light, for the joy of the season shone through the night. Farts from cushions, toes sore and red, and minty breath battles just before bed. The town, once quiet, now echoed with cheer, from each house, each heart far and near. For Santa, in wisdom with a twinkle in his eye, had left behind more than gifts could imply. Laughter and love in forms odd and small, reminding us to cherish them all. As the night drew close, the stars shining bright, a chorus rang out, to all a good night. In the magical snow-covered North Pole, where the aurora borealis danced in the night sky and the air shimmered with the spirit of Christmas, the busiest night of the year was unfolding. Santa Claus, with his team of majestic reindeer, was preparing to embark on his annual wondrous journey to deliver gifts to children all around the world. Amongst the flurry of activity in the heart of Santa's grand workshop, 
there was a small, handmade toy, a plush bear named Bella. Bella, with her soft fur and warm, embroidered smile, was made with great care by the elves, destined for a special child who had wished for a friend to cuddle. As Santa's sleigh was being loaded, Bella was filled with excitement about her first trip around the world. In the rush of the moment, she realised she had forgotten her little red hat, her signature accessory back in the toy workshop. Oh dear, I can't leave without it, she thought. Bella, known among the toys for her absent-mindedness, hurried back to the workshop, her tiny paws padding softly against the snow. Ah, she quickly found her little red hat perched atop a pile of freshly painted toy blocks. Placing it snugly on her head, Bella felt complete. Now I'm ready, she exclaimed with glee. But as she scurried back to the sleigh, her heart sank. The sleigh was gone. In the last-minute hustle, Santa hadn't noticed the absence of one small bear. The reindeer, along with Santa and the sleigh full of toys, had vanished into the starry night sky. There stood Bella alone in the vast expanse of the North Pole, as the final echoes of jingling sleigh bells faded away. A wave of sadness washed over her. Oh no, I've been left behind, she murmured, her stitched smile drooping slightly. Just then the warm, comforting presence of Mrs. Claus appeared. She had been overseeing the departure from a distance and noticed the little bear. What do we have here? Mrs. Claus asked, her voice as soothing as a lullaby. Mrs. Claus, with her keen eye for detail, quickly realised the situation. She read the tag attached to Bella, to Emily with love, and understood that Bella was meant for a special journey, to be the cherished friend of a little girl named Emily. With a kind smile and a twinkle in her eye, Mrs. Claus made a heartwarming decision. Well, Bella, it looks like you and I have a very important mission. We will make sure you get to Emily, she declared. And so, under the glow of the northern lights, amidst the peaceful silence of the North Pole, a new Christmas adventure was about to begin. One that would take Mrs. Claus and the little lost bear on an unforgettable journey. Head in the heart of the bustling workshop, Mrs. Claus, with Bella by her side, shared her unique plan with the elves. We'll need something light that can fly without reindeer, she mused. The elves, known for their creative ingenuity, listened intently. After a moment of thoughtful silence, an elder elf with twinkling eyes and a long white beard suggested, What about a lawn chair? And... Owls! The idea was unconventional, yet brilliant. Owls, with their silent flight and keen night vision, were perfect for the task. The elves set to work immediately, transforming an ordinary lawn chair into a magical vessel. They adorned it with soft, shimmering cushions, ensuring a comfortable journey for Mrs. Claus and Bella. Strings of tiny, multicoloured lights were entwined around the chair's frame, giving it a festive glow. The finishing touch was a small, red and green dashboard, equipped with a compass, a map of the world, and a hot cocoa dispenser, essential for any Christmas mission. Meanwhile, a family of owls was gathered from the nearby enchanted forest, known for its wondrous creatures. The owls, majestic and wise, understood the importance of their mission. The largest owl, a grand snowy owl with piercing blue eyes, was to lead the group. Accompanying him were his mate and their three nearly full-grown owlets, each eager to play a part in this Christmas adventure. They hooted in agreement and excitement, fluffing their feathers in preparation for the night ahead. As the elves secured the lawn chair to the owls using strong, enchanted ribbons, Mrs. Claus and Bella, 
looked on with amazement. The once simple chair now looked like a throne fit for a queen of the skies, a beacon of hope and joy amidst the snowy landscape. Bella felt a surge of excitement, her earlier sadness replaced by a sense of purpose and adventure. Mrs. Claus, with her usual grace and confidence, climbed aboard the chair, her eyes sparkling with anticipation. To Emily's house we shall go. As Mrs. Claus settled into the enchanted lawn chair, she looked at the family of owls with a sense of purpose. All right, team, she said confidently. Let's deliver joy. She quickly named each owl, reflecting their unique traits. Lead the way, Vigil, she said to the father owl, known for his alertness. Follow closely, Whisper, she instructed the mother owl, graceful and silent. Keep the spirit, Twinkle, she encouraged the curious first owlet. Stay steady, Breeze, she advised the gentle second owlet. And scout ahead, Scout, she tasked the keen-eyed youngest. With a nod to each owl, Mrs. Claus signalled their departure. To Emily's house, swiftly and silently. And with that, the owls took off into the night, the lawn chair soaring through the sky on their Christmas mission. As the enchanted lawn chair soared through the starlit sky, guided by the family of owls, Bella, nestled in Mrs. Claus's lap, found herself wrestling with a growing uncertainty. The world below was a quiet tapestry of snow-covered roofs and twinkling lights, but Bella's thoughts were far from peaceful. She turned to Mrs. Claus, her plush face etched with worry. What if I'm not the friend Emily hopes for? she asked, her voice tinged with doubt. Mrs. Claus, sensing Bella's concern, offered a comforting smile. Bella, you were chosen by Santa himself for Emily, she said gently. Every toy he selects is special, and he knew you would be the perfect companion for her. Mrs. Claus's words were filled with confidence and kindness, a reassurance that she had seen many toys find their perfect homes over countless Christmases. Bella listened, her heart beginning to fill with a newfound hope, but a small part of her still harboured fears. Sensing this, Mrs. Claus continued. Remember, the bond between a child and their toy is forged by love and imagination. You have a heart full of both, and that's what makes you special. Mrs. Claus's wise words echoed in the crisp night air, and Bella felt a sense of purpose reigniting within her. As they approached Emily's house, Bella's anxiety gave way to anticipation. She peeked down at the cosy home, where she would soon find her new friend. How will we get inside? Bella asked, curious about their next step. Mrs. Claus, with a twinkle in her eye, reached into her coat pocket and pulled out a small, sparkling wand. We'll use a bit of Christmas magic, she said, waving the wand gently. The bottom of the front door began to glow with a soft, enchanting light, transforming just enough to allow Bella to slip through. It's time for you to meet Emily, Mrs. Claus said, her voice warm and encouraging. She placed Bella on the glowing doorstep, ready for her new chapter. You are going to be a wonderful friend to her, Bella. I believe in you. With those final words of encouragement, Bella bravely crossed the magical threshold, ready to embrace her role as Emily's cherished Christmas toy. As Bella disappeared into the house, Mrs. Claus whispered into the night, Merry Christmas, Bella, you're exactly where you belong. She then signalled to the owls, and they gracefully ascended into the night sky, their mission complete and hearts filled with the joy of bringing happiness on Christmas.
As Mrs. Claus and the team of owls returned to the North Pole, the first light of dawn was breaking over the horizon. The journey had been a success, and a sense of accomplishment filled the air. Mrs. Claus, with a heart full of gratitude, turned to each owl. Thank you, Vigil, for your alert guidance. Whisper, your graceful flight was invaluable. Twinkle, your spirit kept us merry. Breeze, your calm steadiness was a comfort, and Scout, your keen eyes led us well, she said warmly. Each owl hooted softly in response, proud of their part in the night's adventure. With the owls returning to the enchanted forest, Mrs. Claus made her way back to the cosy Claus residence. She prepared for Santa's return, setting up a comforting scene to welcome him home. A nice warm cup of cocoa was placed on the table, its steam curling up in the cool morning air, alongside his favourite meal, ready to warm him after his long night's work. As she settled into her favourite chair, the sound of jingling sleigh bells announced Santa's return. The door opened, and Santa, looking as jolly as ever, stepped in with a tired but satisfied smile. Well, how did it go? Mrs. Claus asked, her eyes twinkling with shared joy. Santa, hanging up his coat, replied with a chuckle, Oh, you know, a typical Christmas Eve. The lists are different each year, but the joy of giving never changes. He then glanced at Mrs. Claus, noticing the subtle glow of accomplishment in her expression. And how was your night, my dear? he inquired, his curiosity piqued. Mrs. Claus, with a contented smile, responded, Oh, you know, a typical Christmas Eve, Mr. Claus. Her eyes sparkled with the secret of the night's adventure a tale to be shared in due time. She handed him the warm cup of cocoa, watching as he took a comforting sip, his eyes closing in contentment. The room was filled with the warmth of their shared love for each other and the joy they brought to the world each Christmas. As they sat together, basking in the quiet after the night's excitement, Mrs. Claus felt a deep sense of fulfilment. The Christmas spirit was alive and well, not just in the homes of children around the world, but right there in their North Pole home, where every year brought new adventures and cherished memories. And so to all who have heard this story tonight, relish, yes, relish. In this festive season, let us all embrace the spirit of giving and sharing. Let's remember that the greatest gifts we can offer are our time, our love and our attention to those around us. Whether it's through a kind word, a warm gesture or just being there for someone, these are the moments that truly define the spirit of the season. So, as the holiday lights twinkle and the air fills with the joy of the season, let's carry the message of our story with us. Let's make this time of year a period of warmth and generosity, not just towards our loved ones, but to all who cross our path. In doing so, we keep the true spirit of Christmas alive, today and every day.
Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old lang syne? For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne. Talk a cup of kindness yet for days of long time, and here's a hand my trusty friend, and here's a hand of thine. We'll talk a cup of kindness yet. Should old acquaintance be forgot?